All right, what's going on, everybody? I want to welcome y'all back to another episode of the Spring Legion Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Ferrier, joining you today with co-host Austin Seals again. And uh, today we've got a pretty valuable episode coming up with a phone call interview with a guy that we think is going to provide a little insight and a lot of uh, background to his knowledge on habitat management for all seasons, really. Uh guy by the name of Carter Muscagney, better known on Instagram as Habco. We've done, a, we've, we've shared a few of his posts and, and he's done a, what we think is a very, very good job at teaching, a very teachable kind of guy and, and looking forward to kind of picking his brain on a few questions that, uh, that we've seen arise over the, the past few months regarding anything from food plots to timber cutting to turkey hunting to deer hunting, anything you want to know. We're going to shoot a few questions at him, get a few answers, and um, I will shoot before that, I guess. I want to check in on CLC, if, uh, see what you've been up to. Last I talked to you, last episode, you was headed up to uh, to the Delta to do a little habitat management yourself. Yeah, we've we've been getting some structures in the ground, uh, you know, some st- structures clogged up to try to start holding water. Um, doing some cleaning out, getting deer stands ready, just the little stuff like that we do to pass time to the spring yeah. but it's all fun oh yeah what about trail cams we did this little friday forum this past uh this past friday i think that's something real spur of the moment that came on my mind riding down the road thinking of, of ways to uh to kind of engage the audience and engage uh those that are listening on the podcast and and following us on instagram and facebook uh like a weekly deal where we can just kind of get on there and, in the comments and and talk about whatever the you know, the topic of the week is, and, and that one was a, uh, the trail cams. Do you use trail cams for turkeys and kind of how, when, where, why? And I know that y'all were using them for deer and stuff like that. Just kind of sparked that thought in my mind, but. Yeah, we were using them for deer. Um, the bonus is if you see a turkey. Yeah. But we were just trying to find some, you know, some pin oaks or something that was going to be dropping just to see what, this is the first time, first year we've ever had to hunt mm-hmm. this place. So we're just kind of trying to see what's what we have on it. No, there's a pile of hogs. Really? Um, so that's not good news. But, yeah, just trying to see what, what size deer, try to get some, I guess, on what you would call the hit list, what we want to shoot, what we want to let walk, just so everybody's kind of, you know, on the same page and nobody shoots one that needs to yeah. needs to grow another year. Yeah. So this, this is y'all's first year of having this little property, correct? Or, yeah. Yeah. So some deer and ducks. Heard yeah, a lot about a, ducks. There's a bunch. There's a, I hope we kill a good many ducks there. There's a, There's four. I, I mean, I would call them field holes. It's kind of just barnyard grass and stuff like that in the middle of a bunch of C, WRP that we're able to flood. It's got structure. It's got pumps. And then uh, I think there's going to be a total of six timber holes once we get everything done. We're trying to – we got the dozer and, the, and stuff in there now getting making holes and it'll mm-hmm. be it should be about six you know two acre holes in the middle of some of these breaks which be fun to hunt too oh, yeah. so we should have a we should have a interesting duck season we may have to pull our waders back out and get back in the groove just dust off the old browning kind of yeah. get the dust off on that dove hunt we're not gonna go into that but uh, <laughs> have to dust off that i have to make sure my waders don't leak yeah yeah get all that i got i got some duck calls around here somewhere Got you, mm, you got your waders? No, uh, we can get you some. They're in a, they're in a barn somewhere. I imagine. 
one of them you got to kind of shake it out. Have you ever hung up a pair of waders and then oh, go yeah. back and find out there's a rat underneath your foot? That's what I was about to say. They're probably in a box in a barn. Mm-hmm. They're probably infested with rats. Yeah, I hope mine's in a box. <laughs> mine's probably sitting on some deep freezer that I threw a hind quarter in in 2017 or something like that. And the hind quarter and the waders. Oh, yeah. There. Right where I left them, wherever that is. But um, but we'll run over a few quick updates real quick before uh, before we give Carter a call. Because we've got a lot coming. Um, we've been booking it these past few weeks, I feel like, restocking on a bunch of stuff, Spring Legion apparel and, and mainly Bottomland stuff. That was kind of hard to come by there for a second, but everything that I know of that we've listed on the website so far should be, yeah, it should be all restocked within the coming weeks. I I hate to say this this week, the week that this uh, this episode airs, but if not this week, it'll be the next week. We've got those the vintage tees. We've gotten umpteen different direct messages asking when vintage tees are coming back. And finally, it looks like they will be here by the end of this week, if not the you know the beginning few days of next week. And um, and if y'all have got them, y'all know how comfortable those are. Those faded, washed. What does Mario call them? Like vintage wash or or yeah. washed camo or something like that. The uh the the sure enough old school style shirt that's about as comfortable as you can come. Feels like you got them washed 15 times before you even took them out of the package we'll have those short sleeve and long sleeve we had long sleeves for a hot minute last year they sold out i feel like in the weekend that we got them and i mean it's easy to see why just that thin material perfect for down here in the south or wherever you got them as an underlayer those then uh it's the time of year again for some hoodies so yeah, these last few days and made me want to put a hoodie on. Yep, it's kind of it kind of getting you in the groove of that fall weather, and and so that luckily we kind of got on the hoodies ahead of time back in God knows when July or something like that. So we I think last year we were lucky to get them by Black Friday, and and this year we'll have them actually in time to prepare for the the winter months and the you know those late fall cold mornings, cold evenings. Um, that and then. I don't know if I was planning on announcing this yet, but I got it written down. We're going to have some youth shirts, some uh, some long sleeve bottom land youth sizes. A lot of people ask us about youth sizes. Those are coming in as well. These are all in the same dang shipping container. So when they get here, it's going to be a frenzy of original bottom land hitting the website. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Those and uh, those throwback rope hats, those throwback you know ranch style hats, those are coming in this week. And uh, as well as a new design on the Richardson 112. So we got all this coming in. Um, we're going to start doing uh, a little, you know, discount code or something for podcast listeners, and and this week's going to be enter code SLP three five for ten percent off. And um, if you enter that within the week of this airing, before I guess what Saturday, yeah, SLP three five for ten uh, percent off of your order for those dedicated podcast listeners. Check them out, and um, with that. What do you think? You think we should give Carter a call? Yeah, let's give him a call. What's up, man? What's going on, Carter? Not much, man. How you doing? Good. Y'all getting some, what, food uh, pot, some food pots bush hogged and planted? Man, we're getting there. We uh, uh, we, we 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 had to put in a little bit more food, so we uh, yeah, we. We're getting there, but hopefully get it done next few weeks. Uh, I got yeah. you. What about y'all? Just staying busy, trying to keep everything in line. 
Oh, I got you. So how's the uh, how's the spring league and stuff going? Man, it's going good. Um, we're we're staying busy, restocking and and trying to get as much as we can out there in the off season. You wouldn't think it it would need to be restocked as often as it is right now, but you know, luckily people are are uh, are staying faithful to uh, to the brand uh, of spring and and already either reminiscing on. 20 uh 2021 or already looking forward to 2022 but uh but spring turkey hunting has far from forgotten in a lot of minds it looks like yeah you know it just kind of goes with the seasons i feel like but y'all you've got a good brand and it's it's actually shirts that you know you'd want to wear and trying to and trying to get a, a few designs and we look through our you know listeners and followers as much as we can on stuff like that and they they know better than we do on a lot of things and we trust them on um designs and stuff like that supply has been hard to find just with still the repercussions of of covid but other than that if we can get it hold of it we are that's good man all right carter if you good we're gonna uh we'll start with if you could just give us kind of the background of hapco what it is what y'all do and the whole nine yards okay yeah uh, so uh hapco we uh before Habco, I was uh, buying timber with a with a partner, and we had a timber company, and and doing a lot of the work that that I do now. But when you're buying timber, you kind of have to stay kind of geared towards the timber. And I kept going to these tracks and and clients, and I wanted kind of wanted to stay on the farm and kind of see some different things, you know, than how linking it all together instead of just timber and or food plots and that kind of thing so decided to kind of do that kind of gear towards um really just people that are buying a farm for the first time not maybe not for the first time but they're getting it um fresh and being able to put a plan together and and kind of build out and develop farms to where what the wildlife really how they can benefit not only them but the you know the investment as well so that's kind of in a nutshell, that's what we do. We put in roads and put in plans, relook at the plans and figure out the assets that are on a on a property and figure out how to how to how to get them. You know. Oh yeah. And we were in our little intro. We were seals and I were kind of going over a few updates and just catching up with each other and and kind of just a, a quick introduction of of the guests we'd have on and and I explained it how well you were at you know teaching. And, and kind of taking the viewer, the listener, kind of through y'all's thought processes on a lot of stuff. I know you'll break out the whiteboard. You'll uh, you'll do, you know, in, you know, a series of stories kind of explaining, you know, kind of why things are going on and, and what the plan is, which I think is, you know, is awesome, especially to, to people that are either new to, you know, the whole habitat and, and recreations of, of land. And, and like you said, adding value or, or realizing the value that's already there. Um, I think it, you know, it, it goes a long way to those who follow you. But um, we've got a few seals and I were sitting here talking about stuff that we had, you know, personally wondered um, or some questions that we had been asked and didn't have an answer to. And um, we figured what, you know, what better opportunity than to ask uh, the guru himself <laughs> and on, a, on a few things. <laughs> um, but let's see. First one we came up with uh, were the – I guess the the benefits or the the pros and cons of planning before or after October first. Um, 
because I know we're kind of dealing with some army worm situations around here. We've heard both do or don't plant before or after this date, and and usually it's around that October first date. Um, just kind of what your two cents on that whole, I guess not ordeal, but uh, that whole discussion. Yeah, well, you know, army worms, especially this year, have been it's been unbelievable how how intense and how how many of them there are. I think it's because of the range, but you know, for fall planting, um, I don't really set a really a date just because of the plots that you know different farms that we've got to we've got to get them in. I will tell you this though: if you have if you can do it yourself and do it, um, you know. Just really just focusing on those rains. If you can see that there's a good a good five day um, a chance for rain for five days, I, I'd rather see you get it planted in you know in September, early September, and and keep your eyes on it and and watch it for army worms. You can always spray and, and, and control those. So um, the turnips and stuff, you you kind of have to get those planted before those army worms. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think it's a that big of a deal. I think that um, it's really just focusing on that forecast. So, so you're more so thinking about you know the rain and and getting it in. You know, kind of taking what's given to you more than you know, kind of picking a, a specific date to make sure that it's you know in the ground by this date. Um, and kind of yeah. just and, and playing the cards you dealt. Yeah, I mean, I I think that. When, especially when you're establishing, let's just say, since we're talking turkeys, let's just talk about turkeys, for instance. Mm-hmm. So, if you're establishing clover, um, you got to plant clover around here. You got to plant it in, uh, you know, in the fall. And um, you know, I see a lot of, you know, people doing frost seeding and stuff. I just, I don't, I've never been able to get that to work in Mississippi. Just, it's just different, different, completely different habitats, different zones, and. And, uh, but if you're establishing a good, uh, plot that's going to be for you for five years, mm-hmm. we all know that anything that we plant, as soon as we put that seed in the ground, if we can put water on it, we're going to have a lot better opportunity of germination. There's not going to be as many birds that, that are, that are going to take that seed. So for me, it's, um, having that good established wet, soil right after you plant is going to give you a lot better chances for that clover system to, to build those roots in that first year going into spring. That's, and that makes a good point. You can, like you said, you can spray to control, you know, army worms. You can't control if you're going to get rain the next uh-huh. day. So it's, I guess that makes sense. Plant to the rain, you know, the weather and control the army worms if you need to. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'd say. Uh, what, uh, What's something that we can be doing, you know, now, fall, early fall, late fall, getting ready for the spring and turkeys? Uh, well, there's there's a lot of things you can do. Um, it really just depends on your property. I would say that, like, I've got a farm right now I'm working on. I've got this aerial pulled up. And in the spring, there's this big cutover. And uh, I've done a few stories on it. But there is a pasture that kind of parallels this farm. And what's happening is these turkeys in the spring are, are kind of uh, bypassing this property because of this big, thick, eight, 10-year-old cutover. Mm-hmm. So, 
but those birds always kind of worked around the farm but connected back into the bottoms of the farm. So they were just bypassing that big clear cut. So, you know, if you're on your farm and what you could be doing is figuring out, okay, you know, at midday, these birds are usually up here. Well, where are they in the morning? And is there an opportunity or a way to, to connect those to give them an easy route? All, they, all they're looking for is, you know, bugs and that kind of thing. So if you keep the habitat and keep a good wide, let's just say a big wide road that is 40 to 60 feet wide, planted in clover that connects one big strip of hardwood to another big strip, well, you just, you just linked your farm to another farm for the turkey. So no, figuring out what those turkeys are doing really through winter. I mean, we know that turkeys need different things throughout the winter than they do in the spring, but finding and locating your turkeys during the winter and figuring out how to manage those, you know, for that for that area right there it's not necessarily just spring that we've got to take care of the turkey mm-hmm. and you mentioned when you mentioned cutover i know you're talking about a, a thick you know over, you know an older cutover but um but a question that popped in our minds was uh, let's say a fresh cutover or, or logging in in general um which is a you know big industry down here what um what have you noticed as far as because i love I love hunting open cutovers and like fresh cutovers. And, yeah. And I mean, that's my favorite. Time. Like just if I could pick anywhere, if anybody asked me where I could hunt, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Like a, a pretty fresh cutover with some, you know, a little, a few places you can move around. It's just not too tall. You just kind of play, sit there and play chess with them and bounce around and, and just enable yourself to react. But what have you seen just in, in your years? Uh, like how long, how long it takes how long does that affect turkey behavior or, you know, if, if there's logging going on in or around your property, say on an adjacent property or something like that, does that, does that booger them up as much as people think or, cause I've never really heard of one that's been actively logging. You know, you know I, honestly, I'm not real sure as far as the logging. And I do know that there's, you know, I mean, I've killed turkeys on the other side of a ridge of when we were logging, uh, on a, on a track that, that, um, that we were trying to fix up. So I don't know if it's, I'm sure some birds get bumped. Um, but you know, this, you know, going back to that clear cut, we can, we really got a, uh, a scenario that we've, we've, we, all three of us have hunted, which is that big, huge warehouse property or in Florida. Mm-hmm. And if y'all remember those turkeys, they were, they love that cutover. And, but they were sticking to the edges of, of the pine plantation. And, uh, um, I don't know if y'all saw that, but they were kind of sticking to that edge and they would kind of take down that, those edges and then they would find a, a quick route through, through the cutovers. So I think, and I think that those cutovers, the reason we're liking it so much and we, we enjoy hunting over them, one we could see, but those turkeys, are, are just benefiting from that edge. That's, that's the most important thing for a turkey is, is creating edges mm-hmm. on your farm to, to give that. There's so many things that are so many different plants and bugs that come about because of that edge. Right. And I've, I've always heard, I don't know when I heard or, or who I heard it from, but, but when, when, you know, big, 
significant changes happen in habitat or say, you know, whether it be a, uh, I'm not going to say wildfire, but if there was, you know, in-season types of burns or something like that, or a, a tornado would be a good example. Tornadoes or, or logging or something that, that it takes a while for, you know, a, a bird's comfort. Come back. You know, yeah, like they're used to being there and it kind of, they have to re-register everything. That's, you know, the, the trees that were once there, they still want to be there, but but they, but it's, there's nothing to go to. So they're kind of like, it takes a little while to get unused to it and then to get reused to what, you know, what's really happening and, and that, that usually they don't they don't go too far away because they're they're still kind of waiting waiting to come back in after all this commotion is gone. It's just that you know everything's been turned upside down, whether it be you know logging or a tornado or something like that. But then they get there and they just find those edges and and, and all the benefits that kind of come around with that, and they they hang around and you know I I, I love you know getting on the edge of one and, and hear one at, at the you know the adjacent corner to it and and making moves to get over there on his side and. It's tricky to try to get across that cut. You got to use that backdrop, and you know you'll catch some sun like beaming on you like a spotlight in a heartbeat. Man, we were crawling through those cutovers, and you don't think that they're you, you think that they're just bare, but there's so many logging debris and different things that you can you don't realize that oh, yeah. it's pretty thick. You know, um, yeah, uh, you know, going back to those what, what you just talked about about the turkeys and, and, and they where they want to be mm-hmm. um i think that on a farm it's really critical to locate those roost areas and this it really goes for any bird i mean uh, uh you know along the big black you're going to have major roost sites and, and that goes throughout the the river bottoms they're going to they're going to find a place to to roost for the night and they remember those roosts mm-hmm. and that's where they go and turkeys are kind of in the same, you know, they're obviously different than a migrating duck, but, um, but they want to have those, those spots that they all work, they're always in in the wintertime. And then they're, 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 there's those awesome root spots in the spring and just locating those and protecting them is, and, and planning around them and how those, those, uh, you can harvest timber and you can do all these things and it can benefit. I mean, the nesting opportunities, if you do it right, can make your, you know, your flock explode. But giving them those nesting opportunities plus travel routes, you, gotta, you know, it's just like we were talking about a minute ago with the, with the cutover. They don't want to go through the cutover, but they do want to walk through a clover or a logging road. So if we can make those Trower really, really beneficial for a turkey that everybody will benefit, you know? All right, Carter, planting-wise, you know, a lot of people, you've talked about clover. Some people plant chufa or whatever it may be. What do you, what kind of food source do you plant that you see turkeys like the most? Man, you know, I think it's just a combination of, of, you know, I, I think that for turkeys, it's really hard to not go with clover. I mean, it's just it's perfect. I mean, it's everything you you need. Um, I mean, there's a lot of natural things that you know that, especially like along, um, just say you had a, a kind of a swampy edge, mm-hmm. kind of a lower area, and it has like a little ridge that that never gets wet. Well, if you go in there and kind of improve on 
like cut down some trees here and there in that swampy area, there'll be like different types of little sedges that come up. What I mean, those sedges are good for the ducks in the in the winter, but they're also really good spots for for like snails and different invertebrates that those turkeys are going to walk those edges and pick up that food. So I think that what we can plan is 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 good. But there is so much more that we could be doing. One thing that I'm working on right now is I think that the reason for going back to Havco and, and doing these stories, there were two things that I was wanting to do to get accomplished. One was um, there was a, a few people that um, right when I started these, these stories that I kind of would bump. I, they would see the store and they're like, hey, do this, try this. And so having all these managers kind of, sending me what they see and what they're seeing on the ground helps helps me manage the farm even better. So what but going back to what I'm working on right now is just I'm trying to understand the river bottom turkeys. Mm-hmm. And so and, and that's really the deer and, and deer and the turkey. So we know that if we benefit the, the deer, we're also benefiting the the turkey. Right. If we and if we if we manage the ducks i've always never really thought that ducks like duck habitat can benefit turkeys i'm like well they don't get in the water but it's those edges that of that water and then the hot the the upland type there's little bitty ridges out on, on like a big black river bottom mm-hmm. and those are like highway and and the and you know if you if you walk through a uh the big black you're going to see this long trail that's going almost straight well it is straight and those and that's because those slopes are so small and all that good food and vegetation is growing there so that's kind of where all the wildlife kind of tend to to gravitate towards so by taking those areas and diversifying your farm and having this area for ducks and managing it and in some of these areas that you say, hey, look, I really like to kill turkeys right here. I mean, mm-hmm. this is where I kill. Well, you can find you can improve on that spot by open, just using a chainsaw on, on and and knocking down a few trees to get some sunlight. So when that spring comes, you're getting some of that duck habitat that's also really good food for the turkeys. Heck yeah! And trying to understand river bottom turkeys. In the spring is can be a head scratcher, but but it, just kind of walking myself through the scenario that you're explaining, just you know, kind of if you if, if you think of where you you usually see the turkeys or usually do kill a lot of turkeys this area, you you know, take a second pause, look around, and see what this place offers, and it'll start you know yeah. dots will connect. Yeah, I mean it, this is the time you know February is my favorite time, but the fall is also a really good time for turkey hunter to get on your farm evaluate your spots that are for the spring mm-hmm. and you say okay this is the area that i know that they want to be so how do i take put a circle around that area and how do i make that spot the best it can be and yes there's there could be some some food plots in that and that um package but it needs to be you need to be looking at more of what the ground can do the ground can you know, I like to, the way I like to manage it, 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 it I like to say is, it's kind of like 
trying to watch and see what the Lord's doing right. and just encouraging them. And it, because we can, we, we, we can do all this management, all these awesome things, but if we don't put it in the right areas, and Mother Nature's always going to beat us. We put a, a, a plot in a, in a low area, we're never going to have good clover growing in that. So taking those areas and, and just getting the land back to what it's supposed to be. Yeah, and I and I've never been too big of a food plot turkey hunter myself. Just personally, I, I'd much, I'd much rather get on one in the river bottom, have him who didn't even come in behind me, and me never get a shot, rather than than see one and and watch him strut in through a you know a clover patch. But but it's good, you know. We're talking more so nutritional and 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 providing those you know sources that they might not have, and it's kind of hard to. Like you said, kind of hard to not Mother Nature, not what God's already provided them. I think He's done a pretty good job over the years of, of keeping them alive as much as we have. It's kind of our duty to 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 highlight it and, and improve on, use that as the foundation. Um, is kind That's of what right. I got out of yeah. that. But um, but habitat wise, this would kind of segue into a, another key point that we had wondered. Um, you know, we kind of touched on on things that could be planted for the wild turkey, but um, when you say, you know, like you mentioned, going in there with a chainsaw and knocking some trees down for them to, you know, just to, to increase that level of sunlight in the areas that they already like to be in and, and just, um, you know, accessibility utility wise, as far as anything, you know, say you go in there with a, you know, uh, uh, mule full of tools, pole saws, chainsaws, what have you on that end. What could what are some things that we could be doing? Not necessarily now. It could be you know, like you said, in February, now to February or or summer or in the spring that that you can go in there and just and just kind of you know put your hands on things to uh to recreate or to better certain situations, like you said, certain you know access ways or, or better nesting habitat. Just taking you know taking the ground and and doing some work to it. Well, you know, I think that. Um... If, if if you you know just breaking down your breaking down the farm and saying okay that we need we know that we need some um, some good good cover for the for the pulse when they when they grow up and you know they're they're just now getting out to um, they're in the most dangerous stage so I think that you know that's another where sometimes we as deer hunters we try to take the grasses out of things. Mm-hmm. You know, if we get rid of grasses, we'll have more forbs and uh, more nutrition for the for deer. But sometimes I like to take take some areas that let's just say that it's a uh, it's got sedges in it and it's got a lot of um, old bahia grass or just you just that kind of stuff. And I and I wanted to manage for the grasses. You could go in there and let's just say into May or and and bush hog it and you're basically growing that grass and it'll it'll kind of it'll kind of get a good little tunnels under it especially the sedges mm-hmm. so you could be doing those kind of things but right now um you know other than other than plots that's really the only thing for for turkeys that we can now we can be burning i mean not taking your property and you, you know, burning is your, that's what, when we're getting those new, that new growth of things and we're, 
we're getting rid of the litter on the on the fourth floor, and it's and it's exposing all those um, acorns and, and insects. But doing, I think that doing those burns and 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 kind of spreading them out, not necessarily saying we're going to burn in we're going to burn in March, mm-hmm. and we're going to burn a whole place. Maybe you say, hey, I'm going I'm to burn 40 acres over here in June, or I'm going to burn this area for, that's the, that's the area that I really want to hunt over. So I'm going to save that area for around, you know, her first of spring. Yeah. Yeah, this, it's hard to knock burning on any preference of when you, when you start talking wild turkeys and habitat, burning's got to eventually come up in the conversation i feel like i feel like that's the yeah. the cure-all it is man it's so it's such a cure i mean it, it can all wildlife are going to benefit we can even we can even burn duck habitat and get and get different get, get different plants coming up in that from burning that's something i think i've kind of had in the back of my mind i want to I want to tag along on a few burns. We talked to, uh, was it Dr. Lashley yeah. a few weeks ago about it and, and a few other, I talked to a couple guys that, that do it religiously and a couple guys that have done it a time or two and, and they've had nothing but good to say about it and, and finding out the, you know, the, the, I guess you'd say the methodology of it, of how it go, how to go about it, finding out that it's a lot easier than you really think, you know, to attain a permit and, and to, to have folks, you know, affiliated with it, teach you a few things and something that I hope we can get a little content out there for our, you know, our following before, uh, before spring rolls around. But, um, but Carter, like I said, we, uh, we appreciate, you know, all that you do for, for wildlife in general. Um, we'll kind of wrap it up and, and, um, wanted to, uh, to let you know how much we appreciated that and, and the, that, uh, of you taking the time to, to really walk a lot of people through it, not just us, but, you know, everybody that is following along um, at HADCO. And um, for those that aren't, I, I highly encourage you to uh, to check it out. Uh, it's, it's just H-A-B-C-O on Instagram. Is that correct, Carter? Yeah, yeah, HADCO. I think it's HADCO LLC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's uh, got a lot of good stuff. And, and like you said, you know, walking walking through each step, that's that's so beneficial, I feel like. Oh man, it's it's you know the the one thing I'd say about managing land is, is that don't think that you're not good enough to manage manage land. I, I everything that I'm learning right now, I look back and I'm like, wow, this, you know, I'm learning. There's so many things that we can be learning that somebody that doesn't even have a degree in forestry could teach you because he's gone through that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think that uh, all of us kind of teaming up and working together is going to just benefit the wild turkey and the deer and all the things that we love um, we're going to get. So. It's one of those things. I feel like there's so much knowledge out there. It's it's up to the people that, that have it in their brain to their responsibility to get it out there and, and for folks like us to ask the, the dumb questions and the hard questions. And that's when uh, social media turns to a tool it can be highly utilized throughout, you know, everybody that's, that's using it for the right reasons. That's right. Well, man, guys, I appreciate I've enjoyed the, we need to, we need to get together and, and talk it out, 
hash it out more. I need to learn more about the turkey. Heck yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get together this spring for sure. And hopefully a time or two beforehand and, and we'll kind of take, you know, take a few, a few video clips and, and walk through some of the stuff that we've gone over today. I, you know, I've got handwritten notes right here on a lot of stuff that you've, you know, given us some insight to and stuff that we'll, that we'll be, you know, kind of implementing this off season and looking forward to the spring and, um, we'll, we'll put some, put some eyes on what you're talking about and, and check some places out and, and get your two cents on a few other questions that arise. Sounds great. Awesome. awesome, buddy. Well, everybody, y'all go give, uh, give Carter, uh, follow at Habco and, and kind of take a, take note of, of the projects on his, on his, uh, itinerary. They never seem to end, I feel like, but he does an excellent job of, of explaining the, the questions and the answers. So, with that, we'll uh we'll holler at you later, Carter, and um Seals and I will do a quick little outro and we'll wrap things up. All right, guys, appreciate it. See ya. Thank you, Carter. All right, Carter's a good dude. We've known Carter for what a couple years now. I feel like yeah, met him a few times and and just and like I said, just going through. You can you can see that's one of the guys you can see gears turning in their mind. You know, just they explain different things and. And if you if you have followed him along, he'll break out a whiteboard and some expo markers and get to drawing, you know, what's going on here and 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 the thing I love about Carter is that he'll he'll vocalize his questions. You know, he he'll he'll straight if he don't know, he'll straight up say, I don't know. Yeah. And that's what he was talking about, you know, other other folks that have either A got a dang doctorate in exactly what he's wondering or somebody that with no certificate but has been doing it for years, will we'll chime in and, and give him the answer, and he'll relay that to everybody that's been keeping up. And, and you know, I've, I've found, you know, tons of benefit through that over the, you know, few years we've known him and that he's kind of, I say, I mean, taking the time out of your day to do that, I mean, that ain't easy being able to explain all this stuff. And, and I'll, I'll say with Spring Legion, you know, putting a project, whether you know how it's going to turn out or not, out there for the public eye to see, where you know good and well, if it don't work out, everybody's going to see it. You know him, him taking leaps of faith every time he takes over a new farm, and and just you know either rehabilitates or creates a you know ideal habitat for wildlife. You know, got to tip your hat to a guy like that. But um, anyway, that's my two cents on it. I can't think of much. I, I wanted to. I thought about going into that Florida cutover because that was the same little track we hunted in Florida this past year. Correct. Yeah. You mentioned place. the cutover. Yeah. And when I, I think to this day, probably the biggest cutover I've ever seen. It was a good size one. I mean, that is, and that was one of those that wasn't on the Onyx map. Yeah. Yep. We pulled up to the gate. Well, the first one we did pull up to the gate. Carter might have. We actually were able to get in touch with him before anybody else. We knew he had been out there before, and um, we'd pulled an all nighter, changing the parking lot of a truck stop right before town, and and I mean, still in work clothes from the day before, up until. We got to the gate at literally as the sun's peeking up and we get there and, you know, we've done our map scouting and whatnot on the ride down and, and or there's trees here, there's a break in the tree, you know, there's edges, cuts and stuff going on here. We get there and we see that sun coming up over the little, what little ridges Florida has and there ain't no trees underneath it. They were as far as we could see. There <laughs> it's were trees. been wiped out and we're sitting there thinking, we're trying to kind of call somebody at 4.45 a.m. like, hey, because we didn't want to go all the way up in there and and find out that there's no trees on the other side or anything like that. We'd, we'd much rather know here. We can go somewhere else if needed. 
we got a hold to him. He said, "No, man, that's you know that's been good. <laughs> it's uh it's pretty bald, but uh, but luckily, you know, I mean there was still birds around there, and then there was a big track that had been cut where he had killed one. We we saw the feathers from yeah. the bird he shot for, uh, probably a week prior than that, or you know four or five days before that. No, it was they left the day. The day we drove up was the day they were driving home. Really? Shoot, yeah, they were probably they were. pulling in Mississippi by the time we were pulling That's into right. Florida. Yep. Um, but a cool little place, and, and to hear him explain that was was pretty cool. Um, but with that, guys, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Want to uh, remind everybody that we're still we still got the branding services rolling. Whether you uh, you or somebody you know needs a uh, an idea kind of a uh, shoved into motion. As far as a, an outdoor brand or a company is concerned, uh, we offer uh, marketing, media, website building, all that good stuff uh, from a logo to all kinds of social media, little uh, tips and tidbits that we've, we've used to uh, as a growth model for Spring Legion. There's all kinds of stuff uh, that we will provide and um, to the best of our knowledge, I guess you'd say, yeah. which uh, it's it's proved to, some's proved to work, some's proved to not work and process of elimination. We've kind of got a little, little packet together of, of what we've used to, uh, to grow an outdoor company. And, and uh, we feel as, uh, as our sole responsibility of providing value to the outdoors, you know, if we can, we can better somebody else's idea in the outdoors. I think, uh, if it's going to turn people in the, the positive direction when it comes to hunting and fishing, we want to help out any way we can. Check that out. We've got a couple links on at springlegion.com as well as uh, outdoorbrandingservices.com. Y'all can head to that and um, and actually check out further detail on, on those packages. We've got a, a ton of, of apparel on the way, uh, a lot of bottom land. Going to hit the, uh, the online shelf in the next week or so. So y'all be sure to check them out, everything from the vintage tees to uh, original bottom land hoodies to, uh, to even youth-sized bottom land shirts as well as the uh, – the throwback hats that we'd mentioned earlier, those rope hats and the new Richardsons, all going to be on the website in the coming days. So y'all be sure to uh, to snag one. And uh, if you're still listening to the podcast at this time, you will get a little bonus with the uh, 10% off code, which will be SLP35. Enter that in during the week of this uh, podcast episode. You'll get 10% off the order on store-wide stuff. So throw a couple things in the cart. Uh, reviews, likes, shares, all that's appreciated. Um and guys, uh, and I, we sincerely mean that. I know we say it at the end of it, at the end of every episode, as well as everybody else and their mama with the podcast. Got to say the like, shares, and all that stuff's appreciated. But, but stuff like that really is, you know, how this is even possible. If it if it weren't, especially when it comes to things like analytics and and stuff like that, nobody would ever hear a word any of us have to say. So. Uh, on behalf of everybody with the podcast, we do appreciate all reviews and stuff like that. That's what kind of drives drives it in front of people, like minded people, and and we appreciate it. We'll uh we'll get to uh we'll get to stock, restocking all these shelves with uh all these. We'll paint this room bottom land by the time this week's over. Sounds good to me. But all right, y'all, we appreciate y'all listening to Spring Legion podcast. We'll see y'all next week.